I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay. The last two podcasts I've been talking about unhinged. And today I'm going to continue. So, so far, the plan is I want to do all 140 cards. And so far, I've done 49, which means I got to kick this in gear because uh, I'm trying to make this not too many podcasts. So, I'm going to go through them pretty quick. So, if I have, um, my goal is to talk about every card, but some cards that I, I, I've made most of the things I'm going to say, I'll just get through quickly. So, let's start with the Gleemax. Gleemax costs a million to cast. You heard me, one million. It's a legendary artifact. And you get to choose all targets for spells and abilities. Okay, so Gleemax, for those who don't know, um, way, way back in the early days of the internet, back when we had what we call the Usenet, which is kind of like was bulletin boards, it was the early internet, um, where people could, you know, post messages. And there was a man, I believe his name was Jeff Franzman, who was making a joke about R&D and claimed, jokingly, that R&D was run by an alien brain in a jar called Gleemax. Uh, that became a running joke to this day. Uh, and so the idea is that Gleemax, the R&D is run by the alien brain in the pajara called Gleemax. And um, this card is making fun of that. Uh, I knew I wanted to have a card in the set that was worth some crazy amount of money. Essentially a card that you could only cast with infinite mana. Um, and we toyed around what to cast, and finally I decided that a million just sounded cool. Um, so this card has a million, a, a, a converted mana cost of a million, which allows you to do some fun stuff with it. Um, and, um, I wanted to do something, you know, pretty impressive and flavor because the idea is, you know, uh, Gleemax and flavor controls everybody with mind control. Uh, so the current version is it lets you choose all targets for everything, but originally the card was you tapped it to win the game unless your opponent paid you a dollar or an opponent paid you a dollar. Uh, but the powers that be didn't want that to be the card. Uh, and so I changed it. Uh, this current card, the idea is once you get it out, it's not that your opponent can't win, but it's really, really hard. Although getting a, a million uh, cost artifact is tough. Now, there are ways built into the set to do it, meaning there are combos built into Unhinged that allow you to play this card. So even Limited. I've seen people play Gleemax and Limited. Um, and the flavor text is funny. Uh, it talks about uh, how we're all trapped, and the only way for us to get outside help from the world is Gleemax's blatant disregard of flavor text. Okay, next, Glute- Gluteus Maximus, uh, 3GG for a 5-5. Five five. Uh, it's a creature that when you come into play, you have to pick a finger, and that finger must be touching this card or it gets sacrificed. Um, I said last time, or two times ago, that black, most of the physical stuff was in black. That was... Slightly incorrect. Uh, green has a little bit of the physical stuff. Um, green definitely has a flavor of things that uh, are... There's there, there some restrictions built into them. Usually there are creatures that come with restrictions. Um, where black more has other kind of spells that force your opponent to do physical things. Uh, this card shtick, by the way, is that it's made of glue, and so different pieces of the card have, have stuck to it. So, for example, its power toughness box isn't where it's supposed to be. It's ripped off and stuck to him. So a lot of people, people get confused how big he is, but he's a 5-5. Five five. Goblin Mime. So 1R for 2-2. Two two. When you speak, sacrifice Goblin Mime. So this card is an example of a card uh, that plays around with the vocal aspect. So one of the things that we do in Unsets that we don't do in Black Border is uh, vocalness can matter. Like when I talk about Akhan's Run or... Um, MC, those cards are close to something we do in Black Border. The only thing that's different is they have a vocal component. 
In order to use those, you must say something. Well, with Goblin Mime in play, either you're going to lose the Goblin Mime or you can't get the benefits. Uh, so those things, that, that's how those things are completely black border. They are silver border. It is the vocal component. Cards like Goblin Mime can interact with them or censorship is a unglued card. You take damage for saying certain things. Um, the coolest trivia about Goblin Mime is that one of the things I try to do is I try to put jokes throughout this whole set. So there are jokes in every aspect of the set, one of which is there are jokes in the foil printing. So if you ever get a um, premium version of Goblin Mime, uh, in the normal version, the goblin's trapped inside an invisible box. Well, on the premium version, he's trapped inside a premium box. The premium treatment has a box around him. Um, so that is... Uh, that is uh, one of the mini jokes. Like I said, there, there's jokes in the legal text on the box. There, there's jokes everywhere. In fact, as I'm going through this, I'm trying to point out a lot of the jokes that exist for people that might not know. Um, Goblin Mime is, a, is one of the five cards, by the way, in which uh, we did this prom- prom- promotional thing where there was alternate art for five of the cards, and all the art that we used was art that we had for un- Unglue 2, so we already had the art. Um, the red one was Goblin Mime. The green one was Granny's Payback. The blue one was Mize. The white one was Circle Protection Artifacts. And the one we're forgetting, the black one was Booster Tutor. Okay, so let's move on. Goblin SWAT Team. So 3R for 2-2. But if you say Goblin SWAT Team and your opponent doesn't notice you said it, you get to put a plus one plus one counter on it. So this card is a little uh, fun little mini game. A lot of my favorite uncards are just ones in which there's a little game you got to play. So this game is, I put this card out. It's a 2-2. Four mana for a 2-2 is nothing special. But... If you manage to say the name of the card and your opponent doesn't realize it and swap the card, it starts getting bigger. And so the, 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 the game of this card is to try to sort of casually reference the card in a way the opponent forgets that they have to do it. Um, and I've had a lot of fun times with Goblin Swat Team. Goblin Swat Team is a, it's a very interesting little mini game because if you do it too much, you constantly remind your opponent that they need to swat it. So you want to be careful not to do it too much, but you want to do it enough that you have opportunities to try to make it bigger. Goblin Secret Agent. So this is 2R for 2-2, two, two, first strike. Uh, and the beginning of your turn, you have to, I think, randomly uh, show a card from your hand. So this card uh, kind of breaks the rules. One of the rules of, of unsets is it can't be something we can do in Black Border. Uh, I'm not sure we would do Goblin Secret Agent, the flavor in Black Border, but we for sure could do the mechanics. So this card kind of breaks the rules. Um, that re- really, really, this is not, shouldn't be silver bordered. I mean, uh, the... the, the fl- there are a few cards where we kind of justify with flavor, and this is one of them. I, the purest of me says, oh, I really think, I wish I had done something so the card mechanically was, you know, just over the line into the unworld. Um, I do like that the flavor text, or that's the flavor text, the entire text box is a secret agent card showing the guy, so I think that's cute. I instead a license to kill, he's licensed to be killed. Okay, next, Granny's Payback. Randy's payback is seven and a green for a sorcery that says you gain life equal to your age. So Avatar and me tended to reward the it was slightly better for the younger player. Um, Granny's payback is much better for the older player. Um, I, I have played Granny's payback on numerous occasions because uh, if you, I mean, no matter what, I mean, as long even if you're in your teens, it's worth something. Uh, but if like me, you're in your forties, it's it's really good. Um, my favorite part of this card actually is in the R and uh, the. Instead of having flavor text, or in place of flavor text, uh, it looks like a comment field like we have on, on Multiverse, our database for cards. And in it, um, 
the Brandon Bozzi, who's a BB, who's on the who's on the team, on the design team, has a quote like, "I don't get it. All these components don't seem to come together." You know, it's about gaining life, and there's a granny killing things, and and then my response is, "Don't worry, we'll fix it in flavor text," which is a joke uh, in the sense that oftentimes when things don't quite make sense, it's the job of flavor text to take disparate elements and make them make sense. Um, so anyway, a, a little meta joke. Graphic violence, two in a green, instant. All creatures by the artist of your choice get plus two, plus two, and trample to end of turn. Um, so this is another Artist Matters card. Um, the cute, cutie thing with this card is the, the, its flavor text looks like a warning, like on a, like a pack of cigarettes. Um, so I talk about the, the Dominarian Surgeon General. Uh, anyway, this is... And, and looking back, this is one of the ones where we have a white card that permanently grants plus two, plus two, and a temporary plus two, plus two. I wish the numbers had been a little different just to differentiate the card. I might have made this card a little bigger just so it would be a little more, maybe plus three, plus three. Under current color pie, by the way, plus two, plus two to the whole team is now white. Green has to be plus three, plus three or bigger. So this card has a few issues long term. Okay, Greater Morphling. So Greater Morphling is six blue, blue for five, five creature with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven abilities. So it can, it, it can gain any... Uh, it lists a whole bunch of keywords, which it can gain. Um, the reason that we... It can't just say gain a target keyword or target creature with a keyword is the rules don't allow that. So whenever we have you gain a keyword, we have to spell out the keywords. So we list all the keywords that were available at the time. Um, it can become the colors of your choice. It can become the... Exp- have the expansion symbol of your choice. It can gain the artist of your choice. Uh, it can become plus one, minus one, or minus one, plus one, like original Morphling, or it can untap it, like original Morphling. Um, and, uh, like Unglued, Unglued had a card, um, Unglued had a card called um, Sparkstein, in which it was a giant text box, a little wee, teeny tiny art box. This has the same kind of joke. The art box isn't quite as small as uh, Sparkstein, but the, the idea is it's such a big text box that the greater Morphling has to peek out his head, because he there's not room for the art. Um, this obviously, for those who don't know, is a reference to Morphling from Urza Saga. Um, and and the, I try in the unsets, I like doing some parodies of, of famous existing cards, so this is one of them. Next is Head to Head. Head to Head is one of the five um, alternate subgames. Not, under the, Enter the Dungeon is the magic subgame, but there's five that you play different games. So I've talked about, um, I think we've already done the Staring Contest and the Rock, Paper, Scissors. So Head to Head, you're playing. Uh, a version of 20 questions, basically seven questions. Your opponent uh, looks at the top card of their library, and then you get asked seven yes or no questions to figure out what it is. Um, and so the thing that's kind of interesting is you want to sort of get some knowledge from what your opponent is playing, so you don't necessarily know everything in their deck, but you know some things, and the more you're familiar you are with the deck, the better chance you are getting it. Anyway, if you... If it costs one W in an instant, and if you win the mini game, you prevent all damage for the turn. Um... Oh, by, by one source. We're all damaged from a single source. Next, Infernal Spawn of Infernal Spawn of Evil. Eight black black, flying first strike trample for an eight eight. Uh, and if you say I'm coming too, you can spend one B. I'm oh, sorry. As you search for as you search a library, you can say I'm coming too. If you spend one B, you get to put it from your library into your hand. Okay, so Unglued had a card called Infernal Spawn of Evil. That came about because Ron Spencer was drawing. Um, an illustration for some specter in some set, and he drew this cute little um, mouse with a cup of cocoa uh, with, like, with marshmallows in it. And because um, he uh, normally, outside of magic, uh, his past illustration, he had done a lot of kid stuff. And so he was just showing off, he was making fun of, 
you know, the, this evil specter is this cute little uh, thing. And I thought it was hilarious, so I asked them to redo it so we could use it for Unglued. Well, hey, why don't we continue the trend? There's a few cards here at Unhinged that are continuations of jokes from Unglued. So, well, if you have Infernal Spawn of Evil and it had a son, it'd be Infernal Spawn of Infernal Spawn of Evil. So anyway, this card has two lines. Its title is two lines. Uh, one of the things we can do in Unsets is we can adjust the card. Um, so we just made it a bigger title bar so we could fit it in. Um, this creature is a... It says Beast Child, and the Beast is scratched off and Demon is written in. That's a joke to the previous card, Infernal Spawn of Evil, which said Demon was crossed off and Beast was written in. That was making fa- a joke of the fact that we had stopped supporting Demon. Um, now, Demon has been supported again, so this joke is like, last time it was Beast, but now it's back to being a Demon, so... A little joke for those foes in the wearer. Um, and the um, Infernal Spawn of Evil had an ability that was in your hand. You could say, I'm coming, uh, reveal it to, I think you paid some mana, to, to um, drain your opponent for one. Uh, this card, the Infernal Spawn, is like his, his daddy, but his ability works not in your hand, but even farther back in the library. If you're searching a library, you can search him out whenever you're searching the library. Next, Island. Beautiful. Um, I'm very, very happy I got John Avon to do the, the art for these cards. It turned out really good. Um, I, I think I told all about these last time when I did it for us, so we'll continue on. Johnny Combo Player, 2UU11, 4. Search your library for a card and put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. So this uh, is a continuation of a cycle started in Unglued, which had Timmy Power Gamer. And they said, now we have Johnny Combo Player, uh, which does mean when I finally get a third unset uh, printed... Uh, I, I, I'm on the on the hook for making a spike, uh, the third of the psychographics. Um, this card also, like Goblin Secret Agent, is a little cheating. That's not really. I mean, it could be done black border. I mean, it's a legendary creature, human gamer. I mean, the flavor we couldn't do, but um, it's a little. I, I was another card. I, I wish I'd had a little more silver borderness to it. Okay, next, Keeper of the Sacred Words, a human druid, two three for two G, two in green. As it comes into play, you name a word, and every time your opponent says a word, it gets plus three, plus three, until end of turn. So there was a card in Unglued called Censorship, where when it came into play, you named a word, it was a blue card. And your opponent took two damage every time they said the word. So this is similar, except the bonus, instead of them taking damage, is this thing gets bigger. Um, and there's a lot of fun. One of Green's general flavors in Magic is the idea of things that constantly grow. And so this is something that just can grow and get much bigger, and, and one of the things that's very fun about this, if you pick the right word, um, my, my tip for you is words that are like articles, like the, or an, or um, or ha, huh, or yes, or go, things in which your opponent might just say them and not realize they're saying them um, are, are very good words. Uh, and I've definitely, I, I had a game with the thing once where I, uh, it was, let's see, it was two, three, so... It was a 14-15, because my opponent said it four times in one... In one um, anyway. Uh, next is Kill Destroy, which is part of the um, gotcha cycle, in which you can't say the two words that are in its name. So this is uh, 1BB, destroy target uh, non-black creatures, an instant. But if you say kill or destroy, you can say gotcha and get it back. Uh, ladies' Night. So Ladies' Night was top-down from the name Ladies' Night. So Ladies' Night is three and a white for a 2-2, Flying uh, spells that players play that, that are wearing at least one item of women's, clo- women's clothing cost one less to cast. So this is a reference to, uh, well, I mean, there was a card in, in Unglued called Sex Appeal that rewarded 
the, um, let's see if I get this word right. I think it's gender is the correct word. Uh, uh, whichever gender was lower in the room got a bonus. And so I want to do something that was in a similar vein. So this is like, okay, anybody can take advantage of this, but you need to be wearing ladies' clothing. The idea is, well, ladies kind of get that for free um, so that ladies don't have to worry about it. They're they're wearing ladies' clothing. But men can go to their way to wear ladies' clothing if they want to get the advantage here. Um, You'll notice in the art, by the way, that all... And this is true of most of the art. All the random characters in the art usually are characters from the story. So, like, hanging on him... I believe is like a chroma and um, phage. Although I don't know why you want phage hanging on you. Um, also, the knight is coming out of Neverall's disco, which I think is cute. And in the background, by the way, you'll notice a Pegasus that's standing there, and that you can see. That is for us to make sure you understand that he flies. So even though he, has, he he's not flying in the art per se, in the background you can see his mount, which is a flying horse, because um, we need him to fly for balance reasons. Next, Land Aid 04. Uh, 04, because that's when the set came out, 2004, which is a sign that that's, that's too long ago. We need we need a third on set. Uh, contact your local representatives. Okay, GG, a green green for sorcery. You search your land for basic land and put in play tapped, but if you sing the whole time, it's untapped. So basically, this is rampant growth for GG, but you have to sing to get it. Um, and I think humming, I think we, we said that humming does count. Okay. Next, Laughing Hyena, 1G for 2-2, and its gotcha is if you laugh, you can get it back. This is, in my mind, the single worst gotcha card because it's bad enough that it's making people not talk, but making people try not to laugh. I thought that would be fun, like, oh, it's so hard to not laugh. But what I found is that people would go out of their way not to get in situations where they might laugh. And, like, they literally would, like, I don't want to lose, so I'll try not to have fun. I'm like, Ugh, that's bad design. My friends, bad design. It is a hyena, by the way, is why it's Laughing Hyena. Letter Bomb is, is six mana for an artifact. When it comes into play, you sign it and you shuffle it into target player's library. They must reveal cards. When they draw cards, when they re- draw this, they take 19 and a half damage. So this card was originally in... Was... What was it? Originally in Tempest, I think. And we couldn't... Mike Elliott designed this card. But we realized that we couldn't shuffle the card into your opponent's deck. The problem was we didn't know how to differentiate their copy of the card from your copy of the card. We solved it here by making you sign it, but we that's not a technology Black Borders a lot of what you do. Um, so, also, by the way, in the premium version of this card, there's a note on... There, there's I don't want to give it away, but there's a note in premium. So if you go to the premium version, on the letter bond, there's a note written out in, in the premium. Um, next, Little Girl. Little Girl's half a white for a half-half creature. So one of the reasons I liked Fractions was that it allowed me to do things like this, where I made a vanilla silver border creature. That is hard to do. It's hard to make a vanilla silver border creature. Um, the funny story about this is when we uh, commission um, Brady Donovan, the person who was commissioning this, uh, didn't want to specify uh, sex slash gender of the, of the person in the art. And so he said, look, you draw our description... And we're going to have the artist draw it. We're not going to tell him what to draw. And if it comes back, because I wanted to call it Little Girl. Because if it comes back and it's a girl, then we can call it Little Girl. But I'm not going to tell the artist to draw a girl. Uh, so I wrote this art description. I, I did the art descriptions. Um, uh, that said... Um, actually, I think Brady did most of the art descriptions. I think I did this art description. But the art description was, uh, there's a tiny little child clutching their... 
uh, stuffed animal, and they, you know, they're cute and dainty or something like that. And, and then we got back a little girl, so I was allowed to call a little girl. <laughs> um, but anyway, this card has been pretty popular. I toyed around with this card having, uh, we, we didn't have the basic, uh, in, if I had the technology now, I would make it a basic creature, so you get as many as you want. Um, but at the time, I had to put that in the rule text, and I wanted it to be a vanilla, so I didn't do that. I, I thought about it. I thought it'd be fun to have a deck where you could just spill out all a bunch of little girls. Look at me, I'm Arndy! So I did a card in Unglued called Look at Me, I'm DCI, with spectacular art for a dollar of dollars quality. Um, so this time, we uh, Randy Bueller was the one. Uh, it's Randy Bueller's writing on this card. Uh, and what the card does is it's two and a W for an enchantment, and you get to name two numbers. You name a number and then a number one up or one down from it. And you can change all copies of that number um, to the, the higher or lower number. Uh, so it lets you sort of fiddle with what things can do. Uh, it's, a fun, it's a fun card. Uh, the card, by the way, looks like an R&D sticker. And it's stickered on a card. Uh, we tried to stick it on something. One of the things people always get outraged is when they see us stickering things. So we just put it on cards. And whenever we put it on a card that people like really want, they always go, what are you doing? So we try to find the card to put the sticker on top of to raise eyebrows. So we, we stickered on Moat from Legends, which is a very popular white card. Next, Loose Lips, Enchant Creature. It's blue. Um, so as Loose Lips comes into play, it's Enchant Creature. Choose a sentence with eight or fewer words. Enchanted Creature has flying. Whenever Enchanted Creature deals damage to the opponent, the, the opponent must either say that sentence or you draw two cards. So this is a good example of a card that, that is flexible enough to allow people to do with it what they want. I could have given you a sentence and forced you to say the sentence I gave you, and kind of just does that a little bit, but for purpose. This one is like, you know what? Let's have some fun. You and your friends can figure out however you can most have fun doing this, and you can figure out whatever that is. You know, that one of the things I think is fun is I want people to sort of like, whatever, like I've seen people do very different things with this, and that's just because what they and their friends want to do. Like in R&D, the way we used to play this is we would come up with a sentence that was antithetical to the person you were playing just so you would make them say something that they would never say. For example, if someone had me, me, mine, you know, it might be, I love bananas, yummy yum. So every time they hit me, I have to go, I love bananas, yummy yum. For those who don't know, I hate bananas. Um, see, if you don't read my blog, you don't know my hatred of bananas. Um, okay, next, Magical Hacker. It's one you for one two creature, human gamer. For you, you can change all pluses to minuses or all minuses to pluses. Um, a lot of people ask me if we can do this in Black Border. Uh, I've been told by the rules manager that we cannot. Um, uh, for, for no other reason, it's confusing what it means with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Planeswalkers. Uh, and I don't, I don't think you're allowed to turn the, the ultimate into a plus. So anyway, uh, I think for rules reasons we can't do this. I'm pretty sure for developmental reasons we probably can't do this. Um, Oh, I will note, by the way, two things. One, that the flavor text for this card is Leet Speak. And if you look in the reflection of the glasses of the, of the, the Magical Hacker, you'll see Magic Online. Next, Man of Measure. One white, white for 2-2. Two, two. If you're shorter than your opponent, it has First Strike. If you're taller than your opponent, it is plus one, plus oh. So the idea is uh, this card is, changes what it is based on who you're playing, which I think is pretty cool. I will say that when I play the card, it tends to be a 2-2 two, two First Striker. Um, and the, the thing we were careful of is we wanted to pick something in which it wasn't clear which was better. Which is better, a 2-2 first striker or a 3-2 creature? It's dependent. Sometimes a 2-2 first striker is better. Sometimes a 3-2 is better. It depends on the circumstances. And so I, I kind of appreciate that this has an interesting choice. I also, a, a lot like Man of Measure of a Name, 
I think it's a, it's a cute measure. So down the side, there's a, there's a, a ruler. Uh, and then the bottom, there's a picture of um, something that looks a lot like Napoleon. Okay, Manaflair, M-A-N-A-F-L-A-I-R. Uh, one R, add one red mandatory maniple for each um, non-land permanent that shares an artist. Uh, and so this is another artist matter card. It allowed, it's sort of a ritual. Um, I'm playing around. There's a big question of whether we can do homonyms in magic, meaning two card names that sound the same. So the answer in Silverboard apparently is yes. Because a Manaflare, M-A-N-A-F-L-A-R-E, is a very famous alpha card that you tap your land for initial mana. Um, this card in the flavor text also has a haiku. I did haiku flavor text. I realized that it's not often one can do haiku. And I, anyway, I, I wrote the haiku. Um, next card is Mana Screw, which is an artifact. It costs one. Uh, for one, you can flip a coin. And if you win the flip, you get two mana. If you lose, you get none. Uh, so one of the things about this card is that it's playing around with the, the concept of Mana Screw. Sometimes you need mana, you don't get it. And this card is sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. Um, the fact that you generate mana means you can always use it to try to generate more mana. So if you have one mana, you can always try to like turn that into enough mana to cast a larger spell. So there's definitely a lot of uh, this is high, a high variance card, um, and the picture is of this like majestic giant screw with all the five colors behind it. Anyway, I, I, I like the art, uh, and, and the flavor text talks about how there's no more darker force in the universe than that of the mana screw. Next is meddling kids, two white blue for a two three creature. As it comes into play, you choose a word of four letters or more, and then non-land cards of with a title of that word can't be played. Silver border, obviously, because you can't reference words uh, in titles in Black Border. Uh, the card is a play on Meddling Mage, uh, which was Chris Bakula's winning card for the Invitational. Uh, Meddling Kids is a slight nod to the Scooby-Doo TV show. Um, the reason I limit you to f- words of four letters or more is I didn't want you to do of or the... You know, I didn't want articles and things. I, I wanted you to actually name a word. Um, but, and the nice thing about this is you can always, like, at bare minimum, it's Meddling Mage. You can name a word in the you know, in the thing you're most afraid of. But sometimes you can be clever and you can double up and get, get more than one thing. Mize. So blue mana. Uh, you name a non-land card, then reveal the top card of your library. Uh, if it's the name card, you get to draw three cards. So essentially, it's an ancestral recall if you can properly identify the top card of your library. Uh, this card, not really silver-bordered. It's another one that, like... So we were trying to do a top-down Mize card, um, mice, for those who don't know, is magic slang that basically means get lucky. Like, you know, you're in a situation where you should have lost, but you didn't. Um, and mising often involves top decking. So the idea is if top deck what you need, you get lucky, is the flavor of the card. So I, the mechanic matches the flavor, but it's not super silver bordered. The only reason it probably can't be done in uh, black border is, um, at least at, at, at this cost, is it's just too good. One of the things about the power level of the unsets is because they're not played in tournaments or you know normal tournaments, that we the power levels push a little bit on these cards. That uh, um, just to, to make sure that when you mix them with other cards, we want to make sure you play enough of them. We we definitely we definitely are willing to push the power level of on just a little bit. Next is Moniker Mage. So Moniker Mage is two U for two two for one blue mana. You can say your middle name and it, g- it gains um, can't be target spells or abilities. So essentially, gains Shroud uh, or what we now think of as Hexproof. Although it is technically shroud because you can't target after you use that ability, uh, and if uh, you, if you say if you use one blue mana and name your opponent's middle name, then it gains flying. So this is another little metagame card where if you use your middle name to give it an ability, in 
other games, or even this game, if your opponent has one, you know, like, your middle name is a secret that other people might not know. And so do you want to give up the secret so you can power up this card? But in doing so, you power up other people because now they know your name. Um, and the art shows, um, a, I think it's Jai Boward, I think, that she's in a little shop with little trinket um, license plates. And all the, the names of the license plates are all magic-specific names. They're all names that you only see in magic. Next is Monkey, Monkey, Monkey. Three and a green for a 1-1 one, one creature. As Monkey, Monkey, Monkey comes into play, you choose a letter. And then it gets plus one, plus one for each non-land permanent whose name begins with that letter. So the idea is that you want to build a deck around a singular letter. M being the most obvious, because it starts with M, but you, know, you want to build a deck. And so I like, we like to make cards that make you sort of build in different ways. For example, building around artists is something that this set does that you don't normally do. Well, this card says build around a letter. Get all your permanents to be of the same letter. And in the art, by the way, you'll notice that everything in the art starts with the letter M. There's a mask and a, ma- a, ma- a manticore and a mermaid and just all sorts of things that begin with the letter M. And the flavor text, um, many matches make more madcap monkey mayhem. Note, all starts with M. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I like the name monkey, monkey, monkey. Next is Mons's Goblin Waiters. So this is R for a 1-1 creature Goblin Waiter. Uh, and then you can sacrifice a creature or land to add half a red to your mana pool. Um, so this and uh, Little Girl are the only two cards in the whole set that reference half mana. Um, one of the... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, City of Ass also gives you half mana. So one of the questions I've definitely gotten is, um, if you have half a red mana and half a white mana, can you cast a red-white, a one-drop red-white hybrid card? The answer is yes, you can. Um, uh, Mons Goblin Waiters is obviously a parody of Mons Goblin Raiders, uh, Mons is a person in R&D, a, a longtime friend of Richard Garfield's, uh, and so I, I thought it'd be fun to make another Mons card. Um, the, ba- the, the art's very fun. Uh, this is another art done by um, Pete Venters, and it's a lot of goblin mayhem, so it's very funny. And, and the, the flavor text is, is um, like the sort of written-up menu, things you can get at this at restaurant. Next, we have Mother of Goons, 2B for a 3-2, when a creature an opponent controls is put in the graveyard from play, you have to sacrifice it unless you insult them. So this card has a memory issue, which is you have to remember to insult a creature every time it dies. So this is one of my favorite stories. Uh, so I was judging the pre-release, dressed as a donkey. I got called over to a match. It was under a table, so I had to get under the table. Um, it was Osip Levitowitz and somebody else who... Uh, there, there was an event going on, and a bunch of pros dropped by to, to play. Um, so anyway... Uh, Osip had a goblin mime out, and he was not allowed to talk. And so the question was, he had a, he had a mother of goons in play. His opponent had a creature that died. Um, he was trying to insult the creature using hand gestures, since he wasn't allowed to talk because of goblin mime. And the ruling I to make is, does mother of goons require you to verbally insult the creature, or is any kind of insult, as long as it's clear that you're insulting, okay? And I ruled that it did not need to be verbal, and so Osip was able to keep his uh, mother of goons uh, using his... Uh, hand signals to insult it. Um, also, by the way, Mother of Goons, uh, if you look behind it, there's all this graffiti on the card. All the graffiti... In fact, this is true of, of all uncards. Whenever there's something in the background, look at the background, read the words. Uh, all the graffiti is, is referencing stuff in this set or unglued. Um, like, for example... Or, or there's word to, your mo- word to Your Mother, which is referencing this card. But, like, in the back, there's stuff like It's Coming, which is from you know, Infernal Spawn of Evil. 
Uh, and then the BFM is tagged to self and back. So anyway, look at the flavor text. There's lots of fun stuff. And I think there's even uh, graffiti behind the, rules te- behind the rules text in the text box. Um, okay. I have just got to work, but I'm going to finish M's because I'm trying to burn through this. So I'm going to uh, quickly get through the M's, and, and then we'll bid adieu. Next is Mountain, which is super pretty, uh, but I talked about the basic lands. Next is Mouth-to-Mouth. Mouth-to-Mouth is 3U for sorcery. Um, you and an opponent have a breath-holding contest. If you win, gain control over other creatures. This is another one of the, um, this is another one of the, uh, mini-games. The non-magic mini-games. There's one in each color. They're all blank to blank. This is mouth to mouth. Uh, body part to body part. Uh, uh, that naming convention I like, by the way. Uh, anyway, uh, this one is probably the biggest swing, meaning getting one of your opponent's creatures is a big deal. And so, I've seen a number of very dramatic breath-holding contests. Um, so, um... And this has a weird piece of flavor text. Interesting tidbit. Surveys show that the card Ow has one of the most popular pieces of flavor text in the unglued expansion. Which is true, but the, the, um, the flavor text on Ow talks about how some flavor text has nothing to do with the card it's on. So anyway, that's a meta joke there, for those that never understood that flavor text. The flavor text is referencing an Ow is making fun of the fact that some flavor text doesn't match the card, and which this one doesn't. Next, Mox Lotus for 15 mana... Tap, it's an artifact. Tap, get infinite mana in your mana pool. For 100, add one mana to any color. You don't lose life due to mana burn, which is not necessary anymore. If Oracle, if there actually is Oracle text for this card, that would take that off. Uh, Mox Lotus came from the idea that we wanted a card called Mox Lotus. I wanted to do something awesome. And finally I said, okay, what's awesome? How about it just taps for infinite colored mana? And then we decided it might be more fun if it tapped for infinite colorless mana. And then you had to spend a huge amount of mana to activate it, uh, which we made 100. Uh, but the point is, you infinite mana, it doesn't matter. But uh, for all intents and purposes, this allows you to tap for infinite colorless mana, colored mana. Um, but um, be, the funny thing is, this card used to be much more dangerous, because it used to be if they could destroy this card, you would lose the game, because the mana burn would kill you. But now without mana burn... Um, oh, no, 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 you don't lose life from mana burn. I'm, well, I'm sorry. It used to be right. If you destroyed this card, this card kept you from having mana burn, so you would die to mana burn. But now there is no mana burn. So Mox Lotus got significantly stronger. Used to be literally lose the game if your opponent, uh, you know, nationalizes it. No longer true. So, not, not, not that anyone's using Mox Lotus in competitive play, but it did get stronger. Finally, my last card of the day, my first tome. Three for an artifact, one in tap, save the flavor text of a card in your hand. Target opponent has to guess that card. If they can't, you draw a card. So, this is uh, Squirrel Farm, was a card in Unglued that allowed you to, your opponent, you had to show a piece of art from your hand, and they had to guess the artist. And they got it wrong, you got a squirrel, 1 1. So this, you get, uh, getting a card is worth more value than getting a 1-1 token, but it is easier to remember um, flavor text, like what the card is, and remember artist names. And so this one, it's a little harder to get more than one card off a card. Uh, and the thing I like about this card and Squirrel Farm is I really like the idea of having different skill sets matter, and I like the idea that magic knowledge, all of a sudden, like just being knowledgeable about magic, like being someone who learned a flavor text pays off. And I think it's really cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is M. So hopefully I'm burning through this. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the uh, tiptoe through an unhinged. But I'm now parked. So that means it's time for me to be making magic, and I'll talk to you next time.